Good evening, everybody, to Take Two Radio Soaps in Review, and I'm David, your acting co-host, and joining me today, we have Mr. Casey Stephen Hutchinson. Hello, hello, hello. And we have the lovely Belinda Gates-Turner. Hi, thank you. Welcome both of you to to um this special experimental show. <laughs> <laughs> um we got a little treat for you uh in the beginning because our young man Casey came up with a couple of ideas to start us off and um we all seemed to go for it. But before we begin, I want to just uh, all of us on behalf of Take Two Radio would like to express our warm wishes and good feelings to our other co-host, Carolyn, who is in Florida. And what I have just seen, uh, her power has been restored not too long ago. Good. And, Good. and uh, she is safe. And um, we're hoping for more relief for her and that she comes back to us soon. And would any of you like to add on? Um, uh, I just missed. want to say, oh, go ahead, Belinda. <laughs> I was just going to say, you're, you're missed, and I'm glad you're safe and can't wait to have you here again. That's exactly what I was going to say. And thank God uh, she is safe and her power has been restored and also, I just wanted to extend to the rest of people who have been affected by uh, natural disasters um, that there is help coming. There really is. Um, my mother and I have donated items. Um, we hope they get into the hands of people right away. And good luck. My prayers and thoughts are with all of you. Very nice. Well, Casey, that was great. Thank you very much for that. Of course. So, um, Casey, um, since this was your idea, why don't you explain to the viewers what we're going to do right now? Okay, so um, I just thought of something fun and new to the uh, show. So we're each going to go around our little panel tonight and discuss our top three favorite storylines in soap opera history and why we think they are our top three fave stories. And we hope you guys agree with us, but if you disagree, you know, call in or comment and let us know. Okay. All right, Casey, you should uh, go first. Give us one. Yeah. Alrighty. So at number three, my not least, not most favorite, but at number three is Bob and Susan's Affair on As the World Turns. So this is my favorite, one of my favorites, just because of the layers that were there during that story. It's something you don't see on daytime anymore. Of course, you see the affairs, but you don't see the layers. Um, it made perfect sense that Bob and Susan would get to know each other a little bit more. Um, this came around the time that Susan uh, was spiraling out of control. She was addicted to pills. 
um, and Bob was her doctor, and they had been friends already for years. So anyway, they have this one-night stand, uh, which came about so, so, so naturally. And honestly, you know, it shows that any person of all ages can have feelings for anyone because, you know, Don Hastings and Marie Masters were both in their 50s during the storyline. And, you know, usually we think affairs should only be for the young cast members. Well, they were here to tell you, look, this is natural no matter what age you are. And it was just very well done. And I think it was a great way to add layers to both Bob and Susan. And it made perfect sense. So that's why it's on my list. Very nice. I never watched the soap, so I can't weigh in on that one. David, is that something that you saw? Um, one that I overlooked, but um, nice touch, Casey. Um, yeah, I watched things. that. <laughs> um, that I did watch that show up until the end. Well, from '78 till the end. Oh yeah, then you would have so, definitely uh, seen. <laughs> I I yeah I I watched that and you're right um many many layers in that um one in particular was Susan's addictive personality if it is in drugs mm-hmm. it's something else um so yeah um I'm surprised I didn't have that one on my list as well but I overlooked that one thank you yeah. So, Belinda, do you want to uh, go next? Yeah, go ahead, Belinda. Yeah, I'll I'll pull. I have a throwback on my list because I was thinking about GH is my go-to, although I watch three of the four currently, and I did watch Days a million years ago. And I was thinking about Edward Quarterman lately because I had written about this thing and – I was thinking that how much I just loved Edward and every story he was in, and I watched some videos. And then I was thinking, which of his storylines did I love most? And I loved most when it came out that Justice Ward was his son. And yes. the whole thing, Harry and his mm-hmm. tawdry and racy and very socially relevant interracial affair and his son, because, you know, that wasn't as common on soaps back then. And uh, I loved the love he had for her and that it was separate for the love, you know, that he had for Lila. And I oh, I love Justice. He was so handsome. And I love the whole Ward family. And I hate that there's none of them left on the show. Um, but that that was one of just it stuck, and I can't even think how long ago that's been in the nineties. I'd have mm-hmm. to like oh. Google. It's good and old. <laughs> I was uh, I was watching it then, so I started GH from I started yeah. GH right around with Julia Barrett, and so and when she it came on. Yeah, that was 1994 to 1998, and then 2003 to 2006. Oh, it was Bradley Ward. Justice Ward and Bradley, Bradley. Ward, who's Bradley thinking about. I'm not Justice Bradley. 
Let me go back and see when Bradley Ward was. I had the wrong the wrong name. Yeah, it was Bradley. That was 94. He showed up in 94 and then left in 96. Aaron Seville played the part. Bradley, not Justice. That's how long it's been. My brain's gone. It's been, gosh, what is that? <laughs> Three some odd years. Yes. So I just thought it was, Still, you know. that's a good one. Topically, yeah, and, and the fabric of Port Charles was so different then. I think that was back when Laura and Luke were on again, off again. She had that really cool house, and that was the time that all they the stuff was going on. They were coming back. Yeah, and Luke that was the time. Well, I think she was having the revelation, because she had been crazy and then had come back from the institution, and the revelation about maybe she killed someone, and then Scott was around. It, it was just it was a good time period for GH and such a good story. Well, I mean, we can attribute, you know, a good period of GH to Claire Levine and Wendy Reich. Yeah, I mean, that Super was, I, could, I could not wait to watch the show. I was making time for it. I was, I was recording it on my VCR, you know. <laughs> Actually, I'll have to post the picture on Twitter but because I, I took a picture before I tossed it out because I recently moved and in one of my boxes of stuff was my, my battered videotape that had the label General Hospital because I taped over it every day. So I had to come home and watch it and then I taped over it. It was set on a recording and you had to back then hope that your, your power didn't go out or your VCR didn't go crazy because if you missed it, that was it. You couldn't see it, oh my you know. Gosh. <laughs> Just a night. Yeah, there was no, like there was. Yeah, it was back in the Stone Age. They were practically carving the episodes in, in stone tablets. And uh, <laughs> but <laughs> so so that that videotape for whatever reason has survived since you know, for like 20 years just rattling around and then we found it in the garage. I took a picture of it and then I tossed it, but it was epic. I should have framed it. And I'm sure one of those episodes was probably still on it. So, hmm. so David, what's one of your top three? Um, I would, uh, I think the one of mine is the whole introduction from beginning to end in the story with Cassie on Young and the Restless. How she came oh, about, all one. of it, all the way up to her death. Good one. So many layers, um, like you said back then, and I believe Mr. Bell was in on that one. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, it just was so wrenching from the beginning all the way to the end. And I really miss it. And Cameron Grimes really tore your heart in pieces. I went back and I watched some of that because I wasn't watching that. And I watched some of that, the footage recently of, of when Cassie was right when she died. And the stuff she was saying to to her dad, oh well, to Nick and everything. And then, because um, I know he's not her dad, but he was saying stuff to her. But um, 
And I, I watched it in the context of because Alice is back. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about this a little last night on Have You Heard, just that they haven't mentioned Mar- Mariah's existence to Cassie's, you know, neglectful adopted mother. But I went back and I watched it. And, I mean, having no context or anything, I was tearing up. She was amazing. Oh, yeah, and especially Cassie's death. Oh, my gosh. Where, you know, she woke up, they thought she was going to be fine, and that scene where Nick and Sharon are just holding her in her hospital bed as you hear the flat lining and it fades out to black. Just, oh, Cameron Grimes brought it as Cassie, especially for how young she was, was just amazing. It was. You two um, talk amongst yourselves right now because we have a caller on the phone. And I have, Ooh, I'm going to go screener. Well, we're going to talk amongst ourselves. Can I just tell you right now that Young and the Restless makes me want to doze off? And I think they really need to do something. There are human traffickers in Genoa City, and I am bored. <laughs> They are nice, human traffickers. They are really nice. I mean, Alice is painting girls' nails, and Zach's like, oh, you can stay in this nice suburban neighborhood. They are the nicest sex traffickers I have ever I seen. If I have to have a pimp and a madam on my case, I want them. They're nice, you know, and it's <laughs> the app, and now they can see the brash and sassy ads they're going to be playing when their people are, you know, picking out hookers and Oh. I'm just. Uh, but, uh, the one hey thing guys, that's come out of this. Oh, yeah, David. Yeah. Guys, let's uh-huh. welcome Marguerite. She has. Yes. Hi. Well, my name is Margarita, and I'm a fan of Young and the Restless since day one. And that's I've awesome. Uh, no- Yes, I've known Dave since day one, practically. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, We're oh, you. Yes. You know, I love Young and the Restless, but they've made so many changes. They bring all these young kids in. I love Cameron Graham. She's wonderful. Not her. She's the one that I love to keep. But all those <laughs> others, come on. We want adult stories for change. <laughs> you know what uh, we used to have? So do you want to tell us your favorite Young and the Restless plot of all time? Of all times? Oh, my God. I love when uh, Sharon Case and Adam were together. They were beautiful together. They were my favorite, favorite characters. But unfortunately, things didn't work out for the show. But I wish that someday, um, you know, maybe it's possible to bring him back. But I, she, I understand he has a show now. He's playing a doctor in a show. He's going to be on the. Good when is he going to be on? Do you know doctor. when he? Yes. When is he going to be on? I'd love to watch the show. Um. Well, um, the show. I think the show starts mid. I want to say mid October. October. I think he's on the well, first couple of episodes, but I think he's on later. Okay. That's fine. I, I just would love to see him because he's such a great actor, and um, I think all he has such a big fan base. St- 
still at this point still a big fan base. And you know, even the people I talk with on our show, um, the people in my particular group, and I got a big group, believe me. And um, you can ask <laughs> yep. Dave. Marguerite, Marguerite, while yeah. while you're on, tell us tell us about the group you came from and how I how uh, we found each other. Well, we were. I had a friend called Molly. My she passed away in nineteen. Uh, wait a minute, twenty. 13 from cancer. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, she was my best friend. But we, I, I, you know, she and I worked together before that. That Thanks to you, Dave, we were working on a column for you. And we had such a big yeah. kick out of it because we enjoyed it. You know, we, we really loved doing That's it. That's right. We were, we were kind of green, but we learned. And um, I hope it helped Young and the Restless. I mean, Bold and Beautiful at that time. We had favorites even then. Like we loved Brooke, we loved Taylor, we loved um, Ridge. Oh my gosh, we had such favorites. But um, things have changed even there. You know, I, I don't watch them very often because things have changed there too. You know, it's always the same. They recycle the same people all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so what, what was your favorite Bold and the Beautiful plot? Uh, the Bold and the Beautiful, I always loved Taylor. When uh, Rich proposed to Taylor, when she was coming off the ramp uh, at a um, show, and he proposed to her at that particular time, oh, my God, that was a great love story. That's what we need, good love stories without, you know, cheaters, and you know, like we have on Bold, Young and the Restless now. But I, I don't like cheaters. I like people that can be very good, you know, in a story. Um, happy couples. We've had too many unhappy couples. But um, and that's my opinion. So hey, as a long, long time watcher, what think about the return of Sheila Carter? Oh, I think that's okay. She looks so different though. I, was that facelift or? Um, um, is that just cosmetic to make her look different? I've been wanting to ask someone. I don't think she's had any work done. I think she looks good. I think it's just, you know, standard. Oh, she's a nice, I like her. She's a great actress. You know, when she was on Young and the Restless, she played a naughty girl, and we all disliked her. But, you know, and now that she's on, uh, you know, another character, she's great. She's still Sheila. <laughs> She's I on, like. She's on Bold. Isn't she on Bold and Beautiful? Yes, yeah, she's on Bold and Beautiful right now, and she got a one-year contract, so she's probably got about ten months left. And you never know; they might extend it, but she'll be there at least a year. Oh well, maybe she'll come back to Young and the Restless and create a little bit of trouble, which we need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was very. Oh, she was such an exciting actress. I, I'm so happy she's back. Now, those are the kind of stable people I like in a character. And I miss uh, Michelle Stafford. Oh, she was fabulous, too. But, she, you know, she wanted to move on, and I don't blame her. But uh, I don't watch General Hospital, but I only stay with Young and the Restless, basically. So oh, um, Michelle, Stafford, I- Michelle Stafford is amazing on General Hospital. She is absolutely amazing. Yes, I know. Everybody tells me that. I sometimes read the reviews, you know, I, I listen to spoilers, and uh, they're pretty interesting. 
Well, and again, sorry. Hey, yep, have a good one. All the characters on Young uh, uh, General Hospital came from Young and the Restless. <laughs> Most of them. Miller's <laughs> over there now, and uh, well, but then Young and the Restless got Jason Thompson, so and I love him. And yeah, of I know course, we have him. He's a nice character. He's a great character. And he, Steve he, Burton he's was very good. good. Yeah, I like Steve. With? Uh, well, I like that next Which Who do you like? To, um, I'll say Billy. Do you like him better with Victoria or um, the other character? Uh, Phyllis? Yeah. I like him better with Phyllis. I like him with Victoria. They seem they seem to complement one another. <laughs> the other, which um, when he's with um, Phyllis, it's a di- different dynamic, you know, story. It's um, you know, I don't know. Billy has kids with Victoria, and I just saw some nice pictures on the internet with uh, him and uh, Victoria. Uh, preparing little Johnny for school, school now. And that was so endearing to see that. That was so, um, very nice, very nice family moment. That's, uh, Mark, now, I love family it. shows, and we got to get it back to a little bit more family. And I love Jack. Oh my God, Jack! I'll never stop loving that guy. He's such a great guy. He's got a voice that really no one can beat. And I was just looking at my magazine, Soaps in Depth. Every pic, every one of them have Victor on it. Why can't they have a beautiful girl like Sharon Cates? <laughs> She's so gorgeous. <laughs> oh, I think they ought to stop putting Sharon well, Cates on there. And, and Amelia. We have you know, a, Victoria. I have Newman. to interrupt. Oh. We have another caller on. Marguerite, I oh, want to thank you. you for calling in. Thank you for listening. And thank I hope you, you Margaret. And I hope you call back. Oh, thank you. Oh, Bye now. Bye. Bye. Okay, hopefully. All right. Are we ready? Let's bring on Danielle. Hello. Hi, Danielle. Danielle. Hello. How's everyone? How are you doing? What do you got for us? We're doing our greatest, I our greatest get... story of all time. Um, my greatest story of all time was um, Elizabeth and Jason in on GH in the 90s or uh, 2000s. Oh, I love them. That's a great story. That's a good one. And I'm hoping that even if it turns out that Steve Burton is not Jason, they still put those two back together. Well, I think... See, I, I think that with with two Jasons in Port Charles, that that Liz should get one. Even though I do like her with Franco, I would love for her to get Burton and and uh, Sam to keep Miller. Agree. <laughs> See, and I'm just hoping that Lucky comes back. <laughs> My, um, um, I wanted to get um one of the groups I belong to on Facebook, and David, I believe, is a part of it. ABC Spoilers. That has that Belinda's group, I believe. Yes. Um, they've had they've had a right? theory of. I'm in the group, but it's not mine. 
Oh. There was a post today about who this patient number six is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people you mean think the one Jason. who like Dr. Doom? Yes. <laughs> Some people think it's Jason. Some people think it's Morgan. Some people think it's Nicholas. My theory is the storyline fits both Jason and Nicholas, but yet there's an added layer that makes me think that it's Nicholas because he likes the window. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I never he, thought of it that way. That's interesting. I like that. Because because they were both shot. They were both they both fell into open water, but yet the extra layer of patient number six liking the window and that his family dropped him off. It just makes me think they're trying to recast Nicholas again. Yeah, oh yeah, I definitely think so. I really enjoyed Nick um, Stabile as the recast. I didn't think he did a bad job at all. I know I'm one of the few people who are alone in that, but I really enjoyed him because I know that we're just not going to get Tyler back probably ever or anytime soon. And plus, you know, Tyler's going to days now, so it's really not likely at the moment. But if they do bring back Nicholas, I hope that they revisit the whole Nick's to VOS him because I thought he was good. Right. And there's also that thing where when Ava mentioned her name, and my mom said it was also due to she said Port Charles, but when I, when she said her name, his fist kind of he kind of made a fist like he knew what she was talking about. I don't know. I I agree. I I think it's Nicholas. I, also because there was the thing um, with. Uh, with the um, I the just glass. lost my train of thought. The With glass. the glass, blood yep. dripping on there. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. So I don't know. Just wish they hurry some of these stories up. <laughs> it's uh, well, someone. You know the you know the tough part is that Chris Van Etten is not on social media. So I think he's playing it smart. <laughs> and so no one can bug him. So and I'm hearing that even though Chris Manhattan is co head writer, he's not really going to share as much as co head writer ability as we thought. I'm hearing that at the end of the day Shelley Altman is making the much bigger decisions. So I feel like maybe they just said, Oh, he's co head writer just to put us at ease that Shelley would have somebody there. Right. And you think that, you know, everybody's making all these big assumptions that, oh, Steve Burton is going to be Jason, that Billy, Mer- Billy Miller is not really Jason, and all that. It's just that nobody has said a word. Nothing has been leaked. So how does anybody really know what Steve Burton's character is going to be. Does that I make just sense? Think they've leaked. I think they've just leaked 
subtly that he's going to be Jason. Um, take Maurice Bernard's tweet, for example. Now, he did backpedal, and he said, oh, Steve Burton will always be Jason to me, but it was just too cryptic, and I feel like he tried to backpedal too much to the point where it was just overkill, and it seemed like he accidentally leaked something. And then the new Steve Burton promo where he's on the motorcycle and he's dressing just like Jason always does with the black shirt and the blue jeans. And so I think it has been revealed that Steve is going to be Jason. Um, see, I had a theory about that. about that. I had a thought we'll about see. that whole promo. It said it's a tease. They want you to think that he's going to be Jason, but in <laughs> fact that it's actually going to be somebody, a different character. I don't know. I've been watching soaps too long to say that, whether or not things <laughs> they <have>? say. <laughs> yes, I've been watching soaps since I was 14, and that was in 94. That's yep. a long time. I've been watching, well, let's not, because I'll reveal my age. <laughs> 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 I don't want to do that right over the air. Casey, on the other hand, has been watching soaps his whole life. And before that, too. Yes, it's big. Right, Casey? Quite... <laughs> I've been watching them when I didn't even understand the content of them. <laughs> well, I agree there. I had to. My godmother and my mother watched them when I was a baby, but yeah. But yeah. Well done. Thank you so much for calling and uh You're hang welcome. in there and listen. I'm welcome. making an announcement later what? in the show. Late, later in the show? Uh yeah, something like the both of us. Yeah. It was okay. great to have you on. Thank you. I will talk to Keep you guys listening. later. I will. Yep. Bye. Bye. Case, you yes. with me? Good, because it's just am you I and I. Oh, Belinda had dropped. Go. She had a medical. Her, Belinda had to leave because she had a medical emergency with her mother. So it's you oh. and I, man. Real quick, you're going to continue, Belinda. My thoughts and prayers are with you already, and I hope everything turns out to be okay. We love you, hon. And so, okay, um, we did a little GH. Why, why don't you go for your other story? All righty. So at number two for me is BJ's heart transplant on General oh, Hospital. Another one. Another one. <laughs> so let's just start this with saying this story was absolutely gut-wrenching. Claire Labine at her best. Oh, my word. So it started out, um, BJ got into this big crash, and she it was just a legacy character you didn't want to go. But at the same time, it you know that she had to go. You knew the time was coming for the character to go. So anyway, at the same time, they discovered that Maxie needs a heart. She needs one very quickly. And so it's kind of like you're happy for Maxie, 
you know, and you're smiling from ear to ear that Maxie's going to be saved, but then at the same time you're crying your heart out because BJ's yep. just been involved in this crash and she's going to die. And then it was this whole week of Felicia on her knees crying and Bobby on her knees crying and two men trying to hold back their tears and then it all kind of comes together. Maxie gets the heart. And we have this scene with Tony, the last time, you know, before Tony was completely destroyed as a character. And he listens to the heartbeat, and it will go down as one of General Hospital's best stories and best moments in history. And kudos to everyone in the cast and crew who worked their ass off to make that gut-wrenching story work for the show. Oh, excellent. Casey, you are on the spot. <laughs> well, thank you. That is beautiful. That is beautiful showcase. So, David, what about you? What comes in as number two for you? Okay, well, well, I got to tell you, you know, I'm... I was truly no fan all the way with Chuck Pratt. <laughs> okay? And so you know where I'm leading right now, don't you? Um, I'm truly no way. I, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure all writers have their favorites and like that, and I know what, what he's been called and like that. But when he has his favorites, they do know how to write. That's true. And so when Adam came back as Gabe Bingham, that oh, good I just uttered that. I said that was that was it for me, and as much. And I just, well, let's just say that Justin just tore my heart out through all of it. He was a damn good Adam. He was. And uh, and I liked, the, and I let, even though there are people um, arguing, we had people arguing that maybe he's not the real Adam and all that. And it's only because, yeah, I'm pretty aware that Justin didn't do anything that was given, written for him. But Mm -hmm. they wrote it like, and they made him a tragic hero. And the best part of it is the mending at the end with, with Adam and Nicholas Bearing their hatchet, mm-hmm. and I thought, I thought that was believable. I oh, thought it was that so was believable. believable. And some of the best work John Morrow had done in years. Yes, and I was just that whole scene while he was in jail, and him saying, "Take good care of, take good care of." Uh, Connor for me, oh my God! And then when, and the whole thing that led up. Remember when they showed him 
that, that nightmare. Oh, and it's 20 years forget. later, and Connor comes to pick him up, pick Adam up because it's early release, and it's just in time for Chelsea, who was on her way to the deathbed anyway. Yeah, it was all just absolutely amazing, and you know they worked Justin like a dog over on that show. I mean, he was the lead uh, for quite a while. But he handled it. I mean, and he was just flawless. And that was it. I mean, I'm still crying about that. And uh, I've been watching that on YouTube until they don't air that anymore. And I can't find it anywhere now. So, because... (laughs) Oh, now because of copyrights, they don't want. Yeah, but guess, you can YouTube. always go back and watch his Emmy reel. <laughs> yeah, I always do that. But that that the whole thing how they did, I thought they handled that pretty well. Mhm. And for him to Definitely. get an Emmy, and for him to get an Emmy nod was, um, very. It was rewarding for me, and it was rewarding for me to watch. And I can't tell you how much I don't can't remember the last time I cried so much in one week. <laughs> so, and so that was that was my other one. Good. Well, I guess it's time we discuss our number one for each of yep. us. And yeah. my number one is a story on the Young and the Restless, of course, because <laughs> that's my favorite show. Um, but my number one is a story that spanned many years, decades even, through the 80s, the 90s, and even the early 2000s. And that is the romance of Ashley Abbott and Victor Newman. Um, oh, wow. look at that. Absolutely perfect story. Um, and I even like Well, yeah, because she did some of her best work, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but it was just so perfect because the foundation of that story was how could Ashley fall in love with her brother's ultimate rival? It was just amazing. Um, and so anyway, there were many good moments for their relationship um, in terms of drama. Uh, When Ashley had her abortion um, and Victor confronted her about that, um, even though she had the, you know, she had to have the abortion. She knew she had to have it. Um, It was just, that was amazing. And then when he went back to Nikki, because Nikki was, uh, diagnosed with cancer, even though she kind of played that up longer than she should have, um, because you know mm-hmm. she was scheming yes. to get Victor back. Um, and then even when um, Ashley found him in France, and they reunited, and um, they came back to Genoa City as a couple, and they married, and she became pregnant. Um, 
and you know, of course, that's when Adam made Ooh. Ashley think she was crazy, and yeah. um, he dressed up as Sabrina. And but, anyways, more of the old stuff with them was real nice, especially that scene with them in the rain, and she's telling Victor, "I had the abortion. Here's why." Just amazing, and. It will definitely be a story that will go down in Young and Restless history, and I hope one day even Ashley and Victor get back together. So, yeah, that's my number one. What about you, David? Well, I'm going back to As the World Turns. Ooh. Yes, I am, and it's the whole... Someone to watch over me storyline. That's a good one. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) I loved it because it had Julianne Moore as Franny Hughes and John Wesley Shipp, who was Doug Cummings. Oh, I love the character Doug Cummings. Yep, and... John was last played on One Life to Live as as one of uh, oh, I forgot his name now. Oh God, he was a real bad. He was David Gregory's father on One Life. To yeah, Live. and Nick Roebuck's father. Yeah, but he was better on As the World Turns. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that whole storyline, I know, you know what I'm talking about, how we had an overprotective Marsha Talbot, and we always thought mm-hmm. she was killing everyone. There was there was Franny's friend, the waitress, not Marcy. Um, she was the first one to get killed. Yeah, and I'm going to have to everyone, her name. I can only hear your face. <laughs> this is eighties, believe me. This is Oh yeah, because this is a you know, we had Doug Stock Jim and Oh god, yeah. just such a great character. <laughs> he was he was very soft spoken about it and he turned out to be the one so yeah, that whole thing was so eerie and, and I gotta tell you, it was done by the storyteller himself, Douglas. Marlon. One he of the best the that ever from, this from the beginning. He, he, Doug Marlon, was one of the students with Agnes Nixon and Bill Bell under Irma Phillips. And he was and also, Doug, don't forget, he was also trained by Harding LeMay. Yeah. So that was my number one. Mm. That's a good one. Alrighty, so, so I guess now we're into our stops on the shows. Yes. You know, after now we went we down memory lane. <laughs> down memory lane. So let's go fast. B and B. Um, I'm loving B&B right now. Um, I've been loving it this whole year. Um, 
it's been damn good soap. And honestly, it's been a soap that's returned to its glory days and glory days of the genre in general. You know, of course, ratings aren't reflecting that, but storytelling definitely is. And, you know, Liam finally grew a pair of balls and, yeah. oh gosh, it's just and it's been great, is it? great soap. <laughs> I mean, hypothetically, business speaking, yeah, Bill got his ass kicked. I mean, Liam's the one with that Shriner on his eye. Yeah, yeah, Liam's got the Liam's got the Shiner, but Bill got his ass kicked. <laughs> Liam's got the uh, battle wound. Um, and what a great story! You know, this has definitely been the year for sons to go up against their fathers. And who would have thought that B&B is doing that in the best way, honestly. Um, Victor and Nick, we've seen them disown each other for decades now. Mm -hmm. So that one for me wasn't as shocking. But the fact that Liam and Bill disown each other is amazing. And Eric and Ridge, they haven't disowned each other in a while. So that was shocking. So B&B definitely has... The father-son struggle uh, down going on and I'm, around. Yeah, and I'm proud of this soap for returning to creative, real drama. This bold right now is what I want soaps to be. Bolden days. Those are what I want soaps to be. Those are what soaps are. You know, you have the crazy with days. And then you have the real father-son struggle on bold. Yeah, it is. It's just amazing. So I'm a, can you give me some clarification? What do you need clarification on? Okay. Liam, I thought at first Liam sold the property to CJ at the original price. But then I see that he's got the property back, but with Sally's name on it. So I thought he had sold it at the original price so, first. I didn't think, I didn't know if he got, what? I didn't, see, I didn't follow that. That seemed to be awful because I thought he sold it as, back at the original price. So what happened was um, CJ sold Liam. Uh, Spectra. So Liam did that so CJ could get $5 million to help out himself and Sally Spectra 1.0, who's, you know, Darlene Connolly's dead in real life, but the character is still alive on the show. So right. Liam and Spencer Publications own Spectra Fashions Building, but Liam gave CJ the money. And then a couple hours later, sold the building from Spencer back into the Spectra family. So he sold he sold the building to back into Spectra. That's what happened, yeah, and so, that's how CJ got money. Yep. So CJ sold the building to Spencer Publications. In return, he got his five million dollars to help out him and. Sally 1.0 and then Liam so Liam's done two good deeds one he's given CJ money for the rest of his life two 
he gave Sally back her building so he could rebuild. That that was awesome. And here I thought maybe he was going to be so charitable and give to a Harvey relief. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> but it's I'm this is the first time I've ever liked Scott Clifton on this show. I've never cared for him. I've used to root for Liam to be killed off. And now Scott's just bringing it, and the writers are bringing it. And he's finally the lead in a correct way because I despise any love triangle he was in. It's great. And kudos to the writers, kudos to Scott Clifton, and Bull that definitely needs to be racking up the Emmys next year. Mm. It was surprisingly good. It really was. However, I do have a few minor points. I was going to cover that in last night's show with Belinda and Michael, but I had to save it for this one. I do not like the way... I did not like the exit finding out that Caroline now is in remission and Thomas is staying. I did not like that one, but I thought it could... They had to get rid of Thomas somehow. Um, I mean, I can't believe Pearson Foday left, um, but it was his decision. Of course, you know, I'm finding it a little suspicious that two leading males quit within a month of each other, but that's a different Mm. conversation. Um, (laughs) But I will agree with you. It was very shoddy, but such short notice. They had to deal what they were given, and that's it. I mean, to me, it looks like the role of Thomas will once again be recast. I was so hoping for Bill, everyone, to find out the truth, but I guess that's not going to come out for a while. Well, I was mad at first that they made the reveal a dream, just because I thought it was so perfect, and you know, bold <laughs> being 19 minutes, it took up like 15 minutes of that, um, 19 minutes, excluding commercials, of course. Duh. Um, but then at the end, I'm like, wow. So, you know, this reveal being a dream led to Liam doing all of this. So at the end of the day, I'm actually happy that reveal was a dream. Um But we'll see what the true reveal looks like. And, you know, now there's going to be consequences for Liam. Um, Because instead of coming clean, he's choosing to blackmail his father. And now he's doing all this good, but you're also keeping major secrets from everybody. So how good is that going to do Liam in the long run? Yeah, that's true. That's a good good analysis. Okay, so there's our B and B. Okay, hit our days. You got the days there, Casey. Do I oh see a double God. wedding? Do I see a double wedding in the picture? 
Uh, yeah, it looks like this double wedding is uh, coming to us head on. Um, I can't wait because Ron Calabardi knows how to do explosive weddings. You get half the cast in the room and Ron Calabardi will write the hell out of it. So I'm so pumped for this double wedding. Maze is just on fire. Chandler Massey, we see him back tomorrow. Um, ooh, I'm just so excited. And it looks and me, who's always nervous looking at numbers, is feeling very settled. Yeah, they uh, ticked up. Um, they had an episode uh, two weeks ago, Wednesday, was the start of their ratings increase. Wednesday, two weeks ago, start of ratings increase, um, because that was the highest rated episode since April. And now looking at the ratings uh, that were just posted last week, um, it, the show is really starting to rise in the numbers. Um, we went from sitting at a 1.50 and increasing by a 1.64. Um, I know that doesn't mm. seem like a lot, but for this show, it's a lot. And, you know, it's only the beginning. And <laughs> I would say the soap we should all be nervous for when it comes to the rating games is not Dave. I'm saying it's GH. You mean to look out because that that's more in danger than days right now? <clears throat> well, I mean, I'm just what? looking at the ratings, you know. Um, GH is definitely in free fall, and it can't get, really, it seems like it can't get above a 1.7 to 1.8 range, and that's not good. So It's hard. <laughs> you know, they're betting all their chips on something. Steve Burton returning. They better... See what they're doing right because Steve Burton has to get that show back up because that's what they're betting. Uh, let's hope. Let's hope uh, both can do that. Yeah, I think Days is fine. Um, you know, it takes a couple of weeks and then. The Carlovardi um, effect takes over the show and um, behind the scenes, and the ratings just boost and boost and boost. I mean, look at what he did with One Life to Live. My goodness, yeah, he did those it. ratings were through the roof for that year, um, that era. Um, GH, you know, <laughs> was on the chopping block with the 1.9, and then he took over and couple weeks later we were at a 2.0 and then the 50th came and we were at a 2.2 um so ron can definitely turn the show around and i can't wait to see those ratings for days just go up and up and up and up but on on the upswing with days i i hear on facebook you are very happy recently of a return. Oh, yeah. Why don't you oh, tell us about return. that? This is one of my favorite characters, one in soap history, two in days history. Um, 
she left five years ago, and since those five years, in those five years, I've been campaigning for her to return. I've tweeted her countless numbers of times, and now I've got her back. My Lisa Renna is back as Billy Reed, and I cannot wait to see her again. She'll uh, be back on our screens in February. Oh, oh, I'm still so excited about Lisa Renna returning. And it's great for the show. They can capitalize on the fame she's built for herself in those five years since she's been gone from dates. Um, so, yeah, I'm just so excited. And I cannot, 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 cannot wait for this return. Now, I'm looking forward to it, too. But now, we have something to, we have something on the day's canvas that I think, not yesterday, but the day before, we're back in Bayview Sanitarium, and there's that arm. And they <laughs> oh, I know. It's been... It's Ben? Yes, it's... So here's the thing. As you all know... You think it's Ben? Especially, especially David, I broke that exclusive right here on this show, episode 42. Go check it out. You'll see I broke that news. Um, and then that arm that we saw the day following... It was crazy. Every soap opera news outlet was picking up the story of Robert Scott Wilson returning. Um, None of them decided to give credit to our show. Don't know why that is, Um, except our good friends at Soap Cities, um, which I know the two people who run that site, good friends of mine, um, who decided to do the right thing and credit us breaking that news. Um, But yeah, that arm, it would appear to be Ben's. especially by that bulging muscle <laughs> that we saw. Um, so, yeah, it's. I would have no choice to believe that would be Ben. I mean, God knows the name Will. Chandler Massey is sexy and all, but he doesn't have as big arms as Robert Scott Wilson had. And my my guess is because we've been hearing Ben come back as some, only in flashbacks, but I don't know. That because that's what got me at pause. Yep, um, he'll be back for sure on our screens, not through reshot flashbacks. Um, he'll be there, of course, in those reshot flashbacks. Duh, he strangled Will, but he'll also be there for eleven episodes next month. Um, so fasten your seatbelts because I know Ron Calabardi will write the hell out of him. Um. I'm excited. I loved Robert Scott Wilson towards um, when he became Fatty Ben. Um, and of course, you know, anybody who listens to me knows I didn't like him as Pete Cortland on All My Children, but we yeah. all aren't Oscar I remember Emmy-worthy actors, actors um, our first big gig on television, so... But, yeah, I'm excited, and I can't wait to see what Ron does with him. It's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, so that's where I stand on this. 
That sounds good. I think everything's looking good, so why don't we press on? Hit your GH button, Casey. Uh, do I have to? I'm very hesitant these days. <laughs> is is Griffin falling for Ava? Uh, here's the thing. The only speaking of Ava, the only reason I am tuning into GH right now is because my is favorite because. actress of all time, Mara West, is still on the show heating things up as Ava. At the moment, she is the best part of that show. Um, the show is boring as hell right now, um, and I'm hoping that Mara West can finally hand that Griffin actor, I can't remember his name, Matt, isn't it something Matt? Um, or maybe Matt Cohen. I don't know. Oh, yeah, sorry if I was right. Okay, Matt. Uh, so anyway, I'm hoping she can breathe some life into his character because I've said many a time, if he isn't going to be revealed to be Anna's son, then do away with him. But now they kind of have him in this romance with Ava, and I'm interested to see if he tames Ava a little bit, um, and I'm interested to see where it goes. But all in all, Mara West is the only reason I am watching GH right now. Seriously, the only reason. Nothing else is interesting to me. Especially not this Steve Burton return. Especially not that. You're not looking forward to Steve's return. Well, yeah, and I'm really just, it's not, I know we're about five seconds into the story. But we spent all this time, we literally spent months upon months of our viewing, uh, seeing them form Billy into Jason. And I'm sorry, we know Steve is going to be Jason. You know, we discussed it with the lovely uh, Danielle, who I hope calls in again sometime to chat with us. I loved having her on. Um, And she says they might be teasing us with that Steve Burton promo which that was a good point. But at the end of the day, I really do think Steve is going to be Jason. Uh, Look at the cover of the new soap opera Digest. One of the bullet points on the cover with his picture is the talk he had with Billy Miller. And I'm just so done. It's honestly irritating. You're telling me Susan Moore and Heather Weber were dropping their panties all over Port Charles throughout the 60s and 70s, even though – we saw both of those characters on screen, and we know the history. Um, yeah, it's just disgusting me, um, disgusting me, and I hope they do away with it very quickly, even though it looks like they're not going to. But if GH does not improve, my days with that show could definitely be numbered. Oh, Casey, we want you to keep watching. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Keep watching, Case. Let's now, see. Uh, so, so Ava's <laughs> only, only thing that Ava's the only thing that's um, keeping your interest. Yep, only thing. Um, Mara West, under that face mask that looks like a piece of baloney on her face, is acting circles <laughs> around the whole GH cast. 
um, like she always does. You put Mara West in any show, and she's going to act circles around your cast. Um, that's why she's my favorite actress of all time, and I love her so much, and I'm glad that she's still with the show, and she's still turning heads after all these years. She's been in this game uh, for 22 years, 23 years, and I love her so much. She came on like gangbusters on as world turns. Yes, she did. And Carly is still one of my favorite characters in as the world turns history. Um, and I loved her when she was Diane, and I love her even more as Ava Jerome. And I'm so glad she's still with us. And my goodness, she is on fire. Uh, literally, and figuratively speaking. So keep it up, Mara West. Love you so much. So that's the... Okay, so there's nothing else that you seem worthwhile to talk about on that. Nope, I don't even care about this whole Nell thing, which is so... Stupid. We know Nell's backstory. If I could just touch on that for a moment, we know Nell's backstory. Um, I don't know why you're. And here's the thing: she's like 12 years old. (laughs) Okay, so the fact that you're saying she's already gone through a husband already, this is a story that you give a new character who's in their 40s. You know, I mean. Chloe Lanier should have a hot story. She should be hooking up, making her way through Charles. She should be hoeing around with even Christina, I would say. And I mean, you have this young, vibrant, beautiful girl, Chloe Lanier, who just radiates off the screen, who's getting much better in her acting. And they're giving her the story that they would literally give a 40-year-old newcomer. A 40-year-old newcomer. Basically. (laughs) And it's another one of those slop together, I don't give a damn story. Just It kind of reminds me like of Hayden's story, Hayden's exit story. Oh, yeah. Just another slop together, lazy writing. I don't know why all these husbands are appearing for the women of Port Charles from their past. Um, oh, God. So, yeah, that's my opinion on GH these days, which, you know, it's funny. I defend it. GH when everybody hated it. I defended that show left and right because I was loving it. I was loving when earlier this year it was the Chimera and Nina and Valentine actually had chemistry and there was actually something to fight for. And But mm-hmm. now the show is just going downhill at a fast rate. And I don't understand why two daytime dramas are at the top of their game one is trying to get back there, and another one is in free fall of bad writing and storytelling. Mm. It blows my mind. I don't know why all four just can't be good. That baffles me. It's like you have the capability to make your show good. I could literally write GH in my sleep. I know 
soap writers, people in the industry hate to say that, but literally, I could write GH in my sleep. Well, um, I believe you could. Oh, well, I think thanks. you got it. And and I just want I just got a Facebook message from Danielle. For you, Casey. Aw. Because <laughs> she's, she's listening. She says, tell Casey, thank you for the nice compliments. Oh, well, call back anytime, Danielle. You heard him. She is call listening. Right <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we exhausted our GH. Let's go to... The last peg on the block, and then I have to talk about upcoming events. Alrighty, so the young and the restless. Okay, we got Greg Reichart coming back for two weeks. Is that it, really? Yeah, two weeks. <sighs> In September. <laughs> An Emmy. An Emmy winner performer. And that's it. Two weeks. Okay. <laughs> yep. And um, so I'm not sure. In all respect. What? Um, with Wynar at the moment, uh, this was the show I said I think is trying its damnedest to be good again. Um, and it was good for a long time and there are a lot of good things going on on that show I'm loving parts of the sex ring story not the whole story as a whole I'll dive into that in a second I'm loving the Phyllis and Victoria rivalry I'm wanting to know what's going on with Victoria why is she losing her hearing Um, and so there's a lot of good parts and I'm invested right back invested in Nikki and Jack's romance because I've loved them for decades as a couple. Um, But my main thing is the problem I have with this show is the sex ring has got to go. It is starting to bring this show down. If you are going to focus on the story every day, what'd you say, David? Sorry. A little lackluster. It needs a little more. It needs a little more polish to it. Just a little it more does. polish. We were all. Up, we were all shocked. We were all shocked by Alice's return. I thought that was a great way. She's a great extendable character. She's easy to work back into the show. But here's the thing: somebody we care about has got to be abducted. I don't give. Two flying hoo-hahs about, um, oh, I just forgot her. Crystal? Tessa's sister. Yeah. Crystal. Crystal. I don't care. Um, if Mariah does not go down on Tessa tomorrow, then there's no need for her character. And, you know, if her sister is not going to be in real jeopardy, there's no need for her. But with the sex ring story, somebody has got to be taken that we care about. It's got to be Maddie. It's got to be Abby. It's got to be somebody we care about. Abby, perfect. I have a hunch it might be Mariah. Ooh, another good one. 
you know, you have Mariah linked to Tessa, and they kind of like each other, so Tessa would really freak out. You have Abby, who is kind of suspicious of her new boyfriend, Zach, who's running the whole show. You have Maddie, who could easily be taken, I'm, and, mm-hmm. you know, that would even probably bring Kane and Lily back together a little bit more. Just come up with more high stakes. Like you said, David, the story's lackluster, and they're focusing on it every single day. It's the front burner storyline of this show at the moment. And if it's going to be, you know, when we're in, in high TV thing. at the moment, you yeah, you've got you've got to make Friday cliffhangers the biggest Friday cliffhangers we've seen in years. I mean, if Chuck Pratt was writing this storyline, half the town and their mama would have already been taken by the sex ring. I mean, one thing Chuck, Chuck Pratt's Pratt. a soap killer, but he can yeah. write damn good high drama. Um, and I actually liked. I liked everything about Chuck Pratt's reign except Ian Ward and the redecorating of the Chancellor Mansion. That was it. Otherwise, he did the best writing he's ever done, um, except for Melrose Place. But <laughs> something has got to happen. That's another to show. Care about this sex ring. But anyways, we need, besides that, I'm loving Wyandar. It is just. You are loving Y&R other than that. Yeah, other than the nice sex traffickers in Wisconsin. Yes. <laughs> okay. Because honestly, they no. are very nice. We got supposedly the first gay couple coming on. Oh, I um, know. And this is this is a first because YNR is basically a conservative soap, and they have tried it a couple of times, but they never oh, yeah, follow through. And I think it's YNR has always followed suit of the whole entire uh, during gamble lineup, even though you know this isn't a PNG soap as a whole. Um, but YNR has always followed the conservative views of the world even though you know William J. Bell very groundbreaking writer he did AIDS he did abortion he did crack babies but they haven't invested their time in a gay story he wanted to make Catherine Chancellor gay and that was dropped yeah in the beginning Uh, way back before I even watched he wanted um, to make many characters gay over the years and that was all denied and you know, Adam, that was only for evil purposes, and at the end of the day, nothing groundbreaking was showing. Right. Um, and with this gay story, this is the only thing really making me care about Tessa. Um, if Mariah and Tessa do not go big somewhere soon, then write Tessa off. Um, the stakes are there. Mariah kissed her sister's brother. Uh, so the stakes are all there. The characters are lined up for you to write the story. Just write the damn story. Yeah, write it. Ah, they're, they've been very cautious. Even when Philip came back and told everyone that he left because he didn't think everyone would accept him, he was gay. And we thought that that um, Rafe and Philip would be perfect together if they 
if they worked on it, but they didn't follow through on that either. So uh, I think CBS is a little, well, I don't know, Y&R, I'm, I have to say Y&R, not CBS, because CBS did offer a gay couple. Luke and Noah. Well, Sally, well, Sally said in her interview that CBS, because, you know, they have to get approval from the network. It's not like the old Philadelphia days where, yeah. And she said CBS approved the story, but now Sally's out, and Mal's material starts airing next month. So I don't know where Mal's yeah. going to take it. However, you know, Mal did British soaps before this, and British soap operas are very groundbreaking Breakthrough. when it comes to LGBTQ plus community storylines. Um, so, you know, I'm hoping Mal will write the hell out of this story. Um, I have a feeling why we're not seeing a lot of it right now is because of the sex spring story um, is mm-hmm. eating the show alive. Um but I hope I would like for the sex ring story to be concluded in favor of Taraya. Um because <laughs> you have one story that's working in my eyes, but the other one is just not working. Um, so move on this quick. Go with the audience. That is the most important thing in daytime right now, is to go with what the audience wants. Uh, there are a lot of people that are holding back when it comes to Tessa and Mariah, but those are very few people. I know they are very few people. Um, Millions of people still want Mariah and Tessa, Um, but the sex ring story has got to conclude really in order for that to happen because Tessa's going to be focused on her sister until she's out of that sex ring. Yeah, that's true. It's hard to write three things at once. It is. And, you know, even Bill Bell was a favor of, you know, doing a big story and letting background ones marinate. So I'm not saying they're writing anything close to what Bill Bell wrote because that will never happen again in daytime. Um but you have a big story, the sex ring, and you have the lesbian couple marinating. It just needs to marinate with a lot more. Have them kiss again. Um, just have them do something for us to keep our interest. Absolutely. Casey, you're very eloquent. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Thank you. And that concludes our Y&R. And guess what, Casey? What? Your your wish has come true because I brought Danielle back. Because we got Orton. Hello. We have an important Welcome back, Danielle. Thank Thank you. Hello. Danielle? I yep. have, um, and Casey, I have an important amount, uh, an important announcement to make regarding. Well, come November seventeenth, um, Michael Easton and Roger Howarth are going to be in Syracuse, New York. My hometown. 
Oh, yep. yay. That's why Dancy's here, her hometown. Her hometown. And it's Friday night, November 17th, as I said, and then 7 to 10.30. Now, anyone who's interested, and I will read the events, you can find them out on our website, and I will... You want to take this down, Danielle? You want to write this down, and then you can... Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. And anyone else out there who's got a pen and paper? Where's my notepad? David's going to give us a little scoop. Yeah, I am. Because I'm going to be there, so... Oh, yay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's only it's it's like an hour and a half train ride for me. So, oh, that's nice. I'll be in yeah. uh, Chicago September 30th and October 1st covering the uh, Days of Our Lives event at Pet Arenas in downtown Chicago. Um Eric Marksell oh, and uh, Greg Vaughn will be there. Excellent. I want you to report back to us. We'd love to have it. Are you ready, Danny? Mm-hmm. Okay. For events by Wendy in Syracuse, if you want to meet Roger Howarth and Michael Easton on Friday, November 17th, all information is at www.taketoradio.com slash events hyphen by hyphen wendy dot html. Okay, so take www.tk2 uh, I cannot take on these things. Radio dot com Yep, with the number two, yeah. Oh, I hope everyone got that. Events. Yeah. Flash. You got it? Yep. Okay, and I I'll do it. So I'm gonna read I'm gonna read for you. Um all ticket says join us Friday evening, November seventeenth, two thousand seventeen with two of daytime's most talented actors. Roger Howarth and Michael Easton. Roger is known for his role as Franco and Michael for his role as Dr. Finn on the award-winning ABC drama General Hospital. The event at the Palace Theater in Syracuse, New York, will start with a VIP party beginning at 7. There are limited number of tickets for this special hour, which will include autographs, pictures, and to enjoy this intimate gathering with our celebration. The VIP ticket also includes admission to the main event. After a short intermission, the main event and general admission portion of the show will begin at 8.30. Listen to Roger and Michael as they share some behind-the-scenes stories and answer questions from the audience. There will be a photo opportunity at the conclusion of the general admission ticket holders. VIP ticket includes pictures, autographs, and admission to the main event. General admission 
ticket includes main event, Q&A, and photo at the conclusion of the show. So if you're VIP, you get it before. You get that before. If you get general admission and and after, then you get it later. Sounds like our reader time might have snapped up those VIP tickets. Yep, we we could. Um, fun. They are fun. Um, cause Danny, um, why don't you tell them what what you have done on on the last event? Um, I was able. What to is it help like, out, Wendy? Um, I was able to help out with Wendy last event. It was um, Roger Talf was in town, and. Basically, it's just interaction. You get to talk, you get your photo taken, autographs, and it is just an absolute blast. And then the Q&A sessions are always so much fun because you never know what anybody's going to ask. They are very fun, and Wendy does know how to throw a party. She does. She does. Casey, come on over. Oh, well, <laughs> I won't be able to. <laughs> um, I went I know. <laughs> so you have okay. something coming up. Why don't you tell us what you got? Yes, yeah, so um, I mentioned it uh, not too long ago, in fact, just a couple minutes ago, but on September 30th, and through October 1st um, in downtown Chicago, Illinois, at a restaurant by the name of Pederino's. Uh, two of Days Far Lives' biggest stars will be there, Eric Marthoff, who plays Brady Black, and you also might know him from Passions, where he played Ethan Crane. And um, the other person who will be joining him there will be Greg Vaughn, who you may know as Eric Brady, um, he also is known former for Lucky. his role of, yep, former Lucky and General Hospital. Uh, so anyway, they will be there. There are tickets still left, I believe. Uh, so hurry up and snatch those up. Um, there will be all the uh, stuff people like at events, like photo ops and questions being answered. And then um, October 1st, there will be um, a breakfast, and during this event over the two days, there will also be an auction with some very special Days of Our Lives items being auctioned. Um, so hurry up, snatch your tickets up for this event. Um, I will be doing an article on the event, in fact, uh, for our good friends over at SoapCities.com. Uh, So, yeah, come out and join us in beautiful Chicago. Um, I love Chicago, and I can't wait for this event. I'm excited. Well, sounds like we got two big events going on this fall, and I hope hope fans out there take advantage of both if they can. Um, Sounds like you have a party going on, too, Case, and, you know, I'd like to be there. Pam's in Chicago, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. but And I would love for her to go if she can. Oh, she should just, totally, totally go. It's going to be a blast. And I know the po- uh, person who's hosting it, Mark Edward Willows, 
um, long-time fan of Days of Our Lives. Um, he knows just about everybody on the show. Um, he's a big industry insider, great guy. I'm, like, best friends with him. Um, and I know he's going to throw one hell of a good event. So come out and party with us. And these two great, sexy soap hunks. Well, there you have it, guys. Sounds like we have a, we got a couple parties going on. So um, now, Case, um, I got a, a personal question for you. There, are you going as press? Uh, yes, I will be um, there as press, and I'll be uh, there with my mother, who is a former fan who's actually just kind of gotten back into the show, um, and we'll be there with her boyfriend too who's <laughs> we've kind of just introduced him to days of our lives <laughs> and the soap genre as a whole um he used to watch as the world turns but uh we've kind of introduced him and filled him in on all the crazy shenanigans of these great shows and so yeah i'll be there just partying away and you'll see my article for our good friends at soapcities.com up after shortly after the event uh, so yeah, it's going to be great, great fun, and I cannot wait. Well, this sounds like a blast, and unfortunately, uh, the time has come where we have to say goodbye to everybody. So, how how about we let Danny give a message to the soap fans? Sounds good. Just continue watching and keeping yourselves alive. That's really all I can say. It's just Good keep message, them alive. Danny. Thank you. Um, um, I would say. And. Okay, go ahead. Echo what Danny said, just to completely echo what she said. Um, this days of our lives, especially. Um, is finally getting some ratings resurgence, slowly but surely. Um, definitely, um, I know that I've become a big critic of General Hospital lately. Um, but, you know, that soap needs love too. And maybe if we cry hard enough, story will get better and we can finally all glue our eyeballs back on the citizens of Port Charles. Um, keep watching our CBS soaps, of course. You know, CBS has two soaps on their network. That's half of the soaps go to their network, so we need to keep those soaps alive. So just keep watching. Hell, I'll even make the promise to keep watching General Hospital and see if it improves. (laughs) So if I can make the promise to keep watching General Hospital, I'm sure all of you can keep making the promise to watch the soaps with me. And have a good night, everybody. And just to make sure um, we're on a little break for the end of September. Um, But um, we will return. Look back at your second Thursday in October case. 
Uh, yep. Second, and we're back on we're back on second and fourth Thursdays in October. Uh, mark your calendar and keep Pam and I posted on if anything changes. All right, and also uh, we ask that you keep everyone affected by these natural disasters in your prayers, um, especially our dear friend and awesome gal, uh, Carolyn, and uh, let's just hope that her power remains on. Let's just hope she remains safe. And um, please donate um, and give all that you are able to uh, to the relief efforts so these people can recover. That's very nice. Yeah, and we, we want Carolyn to come back to us safely so she can partake with us again. Definitely. Please keep watching, everybody, and root for your favorite root for your favorite characters or not because every little every little view counts these days. So be careful what you wish for. And I like thank you, Casey, and I will be talking to you soon. Oh, and one more thing, our prayers uh, to Belinda's mother as well. Yes, and prayers to Belinda's mother too. All righty. Have a good night, David. You too. Talk to you soon, Case. Thanks for joining me. Yep, it's always my pleasure. Good night, everybody. Good night. connected with Take Two Radio on Facebook or Twitter at Take Two Radio. For email updates on future shows, follow at Blog Talk Radio. For previous episodes, upcoming guests, and more, visit TakeTwoRadio.com.